Welcome to our show, Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer. I'm a psychotherapist and the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Each week, I'm joined by another therapist from the Anchor Light team to tackle important topics in mental health and psychotherapy. Our goal is to promote well-being by normalizing mental health challenges. We are here holding ground for you every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. Good morning and welcome to Holding Ground, the show that brings you a little bit of everything in the world of therapy and positive mental health. My name is Laura Richer and I am the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. And today I'm here with my lovely co-host, Michelle Mooney, who is a licensed trauma and couples therapist at Anchor Light as well. And we are here every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on 11.50 a.m. KKNW. And you can also find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. So, Michelle, good morning. Good morning, Laura. Good morning to our listeners. Um, also, I appreciate the lovely co-hosting. I, <laughs> I should reciprocate that. Um, so, yeah, uh, welcome to our show. Uh, just a reminder, you can find us at anchorlighttherapy.com. Really good mental health uh, uh, topics there on our blog and also our past episodes of our podcast. Yes, lots yeah. of great content. So go yeah. over to anchorlighttherapy.com and check it out. Yeah. So today we are going to continue this conversation um, that we started last week about the nervous system mm-hmm. and how having a dysregulated nervous system has a negative impact on your mental health and having a regulated nervous system has a positive impact on your pen- mental health. So mm-hmm. first we want to maybe review and recognize what are some of the triggers uh, to, that dysregulate the n- mm-hmm. nervous system and how can we avoid them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good to first uh, identify what our triggers are. So yeah, you're right. So we can either avoid them or cope with them. So uh, some examples of triggers. So we have environmental triggers and we have internal triggers. We have relational triggers. So triggers tell our bodies, I am not safe. How do I survive? So uh, environmental triggers can be things like natural disasters, uh, housing scarcity, oppression, loud noises, crowds. Um, So relational danger could be violence, isolation, gaslighting, broken trust. Um, And then we have internal danger too. Our bodies can respond to uh, that as a trigger and maybe make us feel uh, unsafe. So that's like negative self-talk, shame Mm -hmm. narratives, feelings of defectiveness or uh, worthlessness. Um, And then um, triggers due to trauma really can be anything as a trigger based on what you have been through. So things like smells or colors, affection can feel uncomfortable. Um, So things like, um, you know, certain foods, for example, if you're, um, maybe your abuser, either through childhood or maybe later on, like made like a certain dish, right? People will avoid that because it's too triggering Mm -hmm. or, you know, even like the color of their house that might be painted, oh, Grim's kitchen was yellow. I hate that color, right? anything, it could be a trigger when you have trauma. Yeah. I've heard all kinds of examples of that, that people, like you said, colors, seeing somebody's handwriting, smelling certain perfumes, like all of that can trigger Mm -hmm. those responses. Smell specifically. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I always check with clients, uh, you know, if they're okay with the the smell in the room, if I'm wearing perfume, things like that. And I have had clients say things like, I cannot be around the smell of lavender. I cannot be around the smell of, let's say, like, I don't know, musk, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, because it might remind them of somebody who used to harm them or an environment that was harmful to them early on. So what do we do for a healthy nervous system and what does a healthy response look like? How do we know we're in a regulated state? Mm -hmm. 
So again, like our bodies can come down after or calm down after a trigger is present. Mm -hmm. So our bodies can say, or, you know, and our brains can say, ooh, trigger, right? Mm -hmm. And then if we stay dysregulated, then all that activity uh, internally and very discomforted feeling, the inability to relate to others, um, all that kicks in. But if our nervous system is healthy, we can return back to calm and normal and we're able to relate, we're able to digest our food. And sometimes these aren't even severe trauma responses, right? These could yep. be things that we experience every day. I mean, yep. I know um, I have had experiences of speaking in front of people mm -hmm. where my nervous system goes haywire. Mm -hmm. I'm able to cope with that and continue mm -hmm. on with whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then once I do it, there's actually kind of like a feeling of, of satisfaction mm -hmm. afterwards. And that's, so that's you going back into the regulated state. Yeah. Satisfaction, yeah. relief. So yeah. um, are you talking about, uh, have you had experiences around public speaking or talking to specific people? So I've had a couple opportunities where I have been able to do a little segment on TV before, mm -hmm. either the morning news um, or a local show here called New Day Northwest. And the feeling that I had right before I went on the show is that I wanted to like, you know, jump out of my chair and go running out of the building yep, the other yeah, direction, right. the heart's racing, and, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes, mm -hmm. right? Maybe I'm fearing that I'm going to say the wrong thing or, or make myself look foolish in some sort of way. Um, but yet I also recognize the benefit of maybe doing this, these taking advantage of these opportunities. And so I am able to cope with that stress mm -hmm. and, and do whatever, speak on whatever I'm speaking about. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it, I actually feel really good and accomplished and I'm relaxed again. Mm -hmm. And so my brain doesn't necessarily, while I recognize that response, it doesn't cue me to run. So right. I'm aware yeah. of what's happening. Right. And so I don't act on it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. absolutely so that's great you i admire that yeah. <laughs> to step up from this and so um even one day when we first started doing this i had the very same response to uh -huh. in the radio station the okay. first day yeah. hearts racing yeah we're sitting there in the <laughs> betty's looking at us yeah <laughs> yep uh if you go back to the first episode of holy ground you can definitely hear that in my voice too right <laughs> yeah so and things like that is you know like you're saying i'm worried about embarrassing myself or saying the wrong thing and that really comes down to you know people are going to reject me or have mm -hmm. a negative impression of me in some sort of way the same way so Social anxiety can show up. Like mm -hmm. if I go to a party, people can, you know, feel really socially anxious in that way because what if people don't like me? Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Again, that being pushed out of the tribe thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to um, regulate our nervous system. Um, and some of them are maladaptive or mm -hmm. in other words, in non-therapy speak, not good mm -hmm. for us ways to do it. And those can be things like using substances, really anything that numbs out, anything that can mm -hmm. be addictive, um, video games, gambling, shopping, sex can be addictive, any type of dissociative behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so if people are engaging in those behaviors as a response to trauma, what are some more adaptive things that they can do to, to manage these responses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great things. And, you know, people really fall into these maladaptive coping mechanisms because they work, right? They mm -hmm. turn off the nervous system. And that's why, you know, there can be an emotional addiction to some of these things too, not just the physical addiction, mm -hmm. because I know this is going to work. I, you know, maybe my caregivers couldn't do this for me. Maybe I don't know the skills. No one ever taught me. So this is the thing I'm going to go to because they work and that's yeah. why, but we don't want that. <laughs> well, so. just because they only work temporarily. And then exactly. the, on the other side of it, I know a lot of times when people have a lot of anxiety and they use mm -hmm. alcohol or cannabis to soothe their anxiety, mm -hmm. um, 
on the other side of that, they might wake up the next day and have even more intense anxiety than if they <laughs> yeah. hadn't used any substances at all. Right. Yeah. And then you have a lot more things to be anxious about yeah. too, because yeah. you probably did something that you might or got now you Right. Um, okay, so the adaptive one. So it always is good to kind of chart where you're feeling at the moment. So zero to ten, how anxious are you before you start the any of these skills? So okay, I'm a seven, and then you do the skill tip skill typically, you know, the number hopefully goes down, and that can feel good as well, just knowing you've made some sort of progress. So um uh, easier said than done is self-regulation. So that is reminding yourself that. This trigger isn't danger. So again, if my boss is frowning at me, I can try to remind myself, you know, I'm okay. I'm safe right now. This isn't mom or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of get yourself out of it. Now, uh, that might not actually be something that works for people initially, especially for people of trauma who have a big trauma um, history. However, if you're able to do it, it really signals your body, okay, I mm -hmm. can calm down now. So the best one is really we want to, or one of the best ones I should say, is to activate that vagus nerve. So we mm -hmm. talked about that, that front of that uh, nerve that goes through our body. And we can do this in all different kinds of ways. So um, we can do that through humming, singing. Like, have you ever caught anybody like, gosh, they're whistling all the time or humming all the time? Right. Right? They may inadvertently might be trying to soothe their nervous system and it works. So things like singing, chanting, laughing. Um, you know, have you ever laughed at something when it maybe wasn't an in appropriate time to do mm -hmm. so and something was awkward have you ever maybe done that oh awkward laugh yes definitely. <laughs> yeah exactly None. that's our whole thing happening you know, yeah you know because it's uncomfortable right. right so we actually laugh in a lot of those scenarios to uh soothe our nervous system and, and that's why that, yeah like uh -huh. kids especially you notice themselves soothing with humming or singing yeah. or doing like something repetitive that they're trying to so if your kid is driving you crazy because they're humming all the time it's they're probably trying to soothe themselves <laughs> yeah and you, that's a good opportunity to sit down and be like, yeah hey, Hey, Johnny, you yeah. know, what's going on? Are you seem a little anxious? Um, so uh, things like color noise. I, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept. Um, so we all, most of us are used to like white noise mm -hmm. as being something that can drown out other noises. It can be soothing in some ways, um, but white noise, not to get too far into the science of this, but it's very high frequency, high pitched. Mm -hmm. But uh, check out things like brown noise, pink noise. Those are different frequencies. The, the brown noise in particular can help soothe our nervous system. Mm -hmm. It's really calming. Also drowns out more of the noise. Um, so I actually use brown noise, so my, I can't hear my neighbors upstairs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. helpful. Um, but things like, you know, what else could would you say that we could do to activate our nervous system? Or I'm sorry, our vagus nerve. So, I mean, one thing that we hear a lot about, what is that person's name that has people jumping in cold? water. I can't remember the name, but, uh, there's some kind of method. It starts with an H. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, getting in cold water, taking yep. a cold shower, putting your face in cold water that can calm your nervous system. Yeah. 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 Those physical things you can do. So eating something bitter. So mm -hmm. if you're going to go to that news show again, mm -hmm. put something really bitter in your mouth, then your body is like, okay, what are we doing oh, here? And it gets you out of your head and out of that, um, nervous system response. Um, things like also movement. So dancing, shaking it out. So just mm -hmm. get up and shake it out. Let your body you know, fight off, you know, use those chemicals. Um, so that can be a really soothing yeah. one. So maybe if you're, you know, ever having a difficult day, just 
get up after so you know, waving that, my arms around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then someone walks in your office and you know um so just like know you if you're one of my clients I'm regulating my nervous system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Laura's okay. She, she's just shaking it out for a second. No, it's good though um, because you're getting that energy out and you're not going inward. And I think when yep. you don't let that energy out, then you start ruminating and going kind of withdrawing. Yeah. Right? So it's a good way to focus on something else. Same with the cold, or I'd imagine the, the bitter. I've never tried it, but that works the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cold is very helpful. Um, so that's yeah, like you said, putting your face in water, your wrist in water if you can't do your face. Go play in the snow. Just yeah. Get really cold. So uh, another one is grounding techniques. So for example, getting into your senses. So I would, you know, guide you in saying, you know, name five things you see in the room, four things you hear, three things you smell, two things you can touch, and one thing you taste. So getting, again, senses, getting into your senses and getting out of your head can really soothe the nervous yeah. system as well. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times for anxiety, we use uh, cognitive behavioral therapy where you can identify the triggering thoughts and, um, you know, challenge them and reframe mm -hmm. them and say, okay, well, I feel anxious, but my, my boss is frowning at me, but maybe it's because she's having a bad day for another reason. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, like you said, when, when we're really dysregulated or we've experienced a lot of trauma, we really can't negotiate mm -hmm. with our thoughts. And mm -hmm. so these are really more like somatic techniques to yep. just, you don't even have to think about them. You can just do it. And that will, will help you yep. regulate again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So other things like stretch, stretching, right, that can release our muscle tension. So our body signals are, is picking up on the signal. Okay, it's okay to calm down now or mm -hmm. getting that muscle tension out. Hugs are really important. So yeah. physical touch, if you feel safe with physical touch. Um, if you don't feel safe with physical touch from somebody else, you can do what we call um, bilateral stimulation, which you'll see in EMDR, which can be a really great way of uh, a therapeutic technique to heal some of this stuff. Um, so all I would have you do is just sit there and go back and forth on a slow pace, or you can do even like a full hug on the butterfly mm -hmm. hug and just really soothe yourself that way, or doing this while standing in the corner of a room. And that might feel kind of funny, but you're feeling that complete surround mm -hmm. uh, feeling and that can be really calming. So, yeah. All things you can do on your own. I love that. Breathing. Mm -hmm. What does breathing do for your nervous system? Yeah, it, it again, so if we are in fight or flight, we have that really shallow breath. So we really want to engage in the deep breath that can signal to our body that uh, it's time to calm down. So things like uh, diaphragmic breathing, so deep belly breathing, really getting in touch with that deep belly. Um, square breathing, we hear about that a lot where you take breath in for four seconds, hold it in for four seconds out for four seconds, hold again, and then repeat that. And two breaths is another way. So instead of just taking one breath, take two, and that's all you have to do. And that actually calms down the nervous system as well. And that that kind of breathing technique can be really easy to do. So what's another one, Laura? Well, some people will love to hear this. <laughs> Sex will actually help you regulate your nervous system. Um, and that's because you're having connection with someone that you trust. If you have someone that you feel safe with, but also it produces all of those feel good hormones. So yeah. you've got dopamine, oxytocin, norepinephrine. And if you're experiencing the feeling of someone being attracted to you, then you're also producing mm -hmm. more of those feel good mm -hmm. yeah. chemicals. 
Because you're feeling accepted. Right? Yes. And that feels like a really safe uh, feeling. So, yeah. And, you know, making sure, again, if you have a lot of trauma, um, you know, it sucks with somebody that um, you feel safe with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's where you want to go. Um, and then kissing is another part of that, Laura, mm-hmm. as well. So kissing or gently touching your own lips with two mm-hmm. fingers really can activate that parasympathetic nervous system. There's a lot of those um, receptors in your lips, actually. So um, that's another other way you can calm down as well. And then some other things are eating a diet rich in omega-3s. So what do we eat that's rich in omega-3s? Um, so that's things like fish, that's things like supplements, that's things like other things. Exactly. I can find through uh, uh supplements. So yeah. um yeah. Interesting. And then so this is my one of my favorite ones uh-huh. here probably is better sleep. You need to get a good night's sleep. Otherwise you're going to feel stressed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So another one, um, we're hearing more and more about how this is good for our mental health is getting outside. So um, we're projected to by the year 2050, that two thirds of all humans will be living in urban areas. So that can be very stressful. You're going outside, you're hearing the noise, the people all, you know, you're not really getting to see too much green. So um, we really wanted to focus on taking some sort of nature walk. Walks, um, or just being outside in general. Um, so walks in green spaces. Um, and these things really, uh, there's a lot of good studies that show, um, you know, uh, for example, if you're walking in a green space, um, your uh, 12.4% decrease in the stress hormone is what can come out of that. Uh, 1.4% uh, decrease in blood pressure, uh, 5.8% decrease in heart rate. So it's really good to get out there. There's a lot of studies that this can regulate the nervous system. Uh, engaging in nature. So things like, again, uh, hiking, but also gardening, right? We're really engaging with the earth and the green um, but also viewing nature. So if you can't get out there for your nature walk or your gardening, um, if you can look out a window and see green spaces, um, employers are really starting to notice more and more that if they provide window offices, you know, their um, employees can get up, look at the trees, look at the water, uh, whatever the view might be. And that can also be um, a quick fix to get some nature. Very nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, just a few other tips, too, is Mm -hmm. that you can do some things that make you feel good, like listening to your favorite song, talking to a loved one, Mm -hmm. doing something that makes you feel cozy, maybe a heated blanket. Um, Which I would imagine pets, too. Snuggling with your pets. Yeah, that has to help. Well, we have pets. And, you know, when they're being, you know, not annoying, uh, they're very (laughs) soothing to us. They're very cuddly. And, yeah, touching their fur. Again, that's getting engaged in your senses, right? You're touching something that's very soothing. Um, So, yeah, pets are really helpful. I could talk all day about it. I know. So, Michelle, what should people do if they're having trouble identifying their triggers or having Mm -hmm. trouble regulating their nervous system? What are some tips? Yeah. So, if these things aren't working, again, if you have a lot of trauma, that's a good time to talk to a therapist. A therapist can help you um, improve your nervous system health. It can help you increase your sense of safety and well-being. Um, and I always come back to this, but that's because this is the gold standard of uh, trauma therapy is EMDR. It really can help turn off your nerves. It you know regulates the emotional response, but also the uh, physical response to triggers. So, all right. Well, those are all very helpful tips. And I hope that was helpful for anyone listening to us today. So we will be back next week here on uh, KKNW. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Holding Ground. You can hear us here every Tuesday morning at 930 a.m. on KKNW. I'm Laura Richard, Anchor Light Therapy Collective. 
Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. And we'll see you next week.